Yeah, what's up, what's up, what's up, Poon family? This is Dr. D. I'm just saying hi to you guys. Uh, as you see, I went through my little weekly solitude, literally, I guess, two days. I didn't do any posting or whatever. I did uh, my upload on my Safe Zone broadcast, so you can go over there and go subscribe over there. Um uh, Look for the safe zone broadcast. Uh, stay in the safe zone. And um, go go check out. You want some spiritual teachings, which I deal with spirituality on this one too. But as I said before, I'm going back to my regular format that uh, I've seen where a lot of you guys, y'all like when I just deal with subjects. Uh, y'all like when I travel. Uh, you like when I have like little mini teachings on the subjects that I'm talking about and just my daily rants. <laughs> I see y'all like that, but I want y'all to learn something from it, okay? I just don't want y'all to to enjoy listening to me as a part of gossip to the, you know, like, ooh, I'm going to Dr. D. I'm going see. No, 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 no. I'm sharing my heart. I'm sharing my feelings, my my stand with life, what I believe in, my hurts, my failures, my disappointments. I'm being transparent um, because somebody had made a statement maybe like two years ago, and um, and I'm seeing even on the news with people commit suicide, people that that have made it. And be wondering why they got a lot of stuff going on. Why did they commit suicide? Oh, you got people committing suicide, young folks, old folks, because they feel like because they have not reached a certain level in life, um, they're a failure. And so the devil will come in and send people their way. And see, people, we have to be very careful with one another, okay? I'm going to get into that. But um, with that said, this is why the boom factor is here. The boom factor is just what it is. It's believers that overcome with omnipotent manifestation. I'm a believer in Christ, okay? And I have to overcome situations, circumstances, tests and trials every day just like you. But I'm an overcomer. I'm overcoming it. It hurts while you're going through. It don't feel good. It causes you to, you know, sometimes it causes a financial setback. It causes it's betrayal. You know, it's just a lot of mechanisms that's in place that each and every person in this world is going through. And mainly the enemy put pressure on us when he attack our finances because when he attack our finances, then he think he think he have a grip on us to cause us to do things that he know is not pleasing to the almighty Elohim, which is God. But then God shows up in the most magnificent way. And he stops and he showed it to me one day. He blocks him. He give him a TKO. He knocks him out for you. And then the manifestation comes your way. That prayer is answered. And that's what boom stands for. I told y'all I have... It's, it, I have... Uh, a, a method to this madness now. 
okay? I know how to I know how to have order and chaos. And so the enemy does that. So with all of that said, you guys, I felt myself like uh, I guess we feel overwhelmed when we start really looking at things in our own strength and not trusted in the strength of God. He said when you're weak, that's when he's strong. And so it caused you to have to really, really get into the depth of your soul, meaning your mindset, and get in there and get ask God to help you clean out some old trash, you know, like the computer. The computer, you have to, when your computer starts going slow and you're like trying to figure out why it's dragging, why the internet not coming up, then kind of find out you might have to go and clean out your cash. I call them cachets, but it's your cash. That's your temporary files that's been collecting and collecting and they keep running. So when you start your computer, the temporary files trying to run, your regular programs trying to run. You see what I'm saying? All of that had to get cleaned out. You have to defragmentize sometimes, meaning you have to compress some of those files to make room. Hear me? So we have to do that with our mind, and that's work. Situations comes for one reason, to cause us to defrag some things, to get rid of some things, to open our eyes to some stuff, to let you see people real hearts. I know, I know it may hurts, but I'm telling you guys, I mean, like, whoa. And then you be like, well, God, if this was like this here, why? He said, I was. He said, I was trying to show you that last year, and he was. When I was in that shelter, when I was in that shelter, that dude talked to me so bad. Now, I'm in the shelter from the hurricane, and I'm still trying to be a blessing to somebody, okay, that's helping build a kingdom, still trying to be a blessing, still giving. Ain't that something? And so God started revealing the person's heart. All right? I didn't pay attention to it. But I did stop talking to the individual. You know what I'm saying? And then some kind of way, this person calls me back, you know, just calling, you know, trying to act like, you know, but come to find out some other stuff was going on their end. So they they co-dependent themselves, all right? So they only come back to familiar. I was a familiar with that person. I was just somebody that they want to tolerate. They didn't celebrate me because when you celebrate somebody, you want the best for them. You're going to do what you can to help them be the best. You're not going to try to sabotage them. You're not going to try to hurt them, right? That's how you know the difference, you guys. You want to be around people that's going to celebrate you, not just tolerate you. You know what I'm saying? Not saying negative words like you the issue or you the problem or you just hanging around. No, I'd have an investment. And investors do hang around. They want to see their investment. All right? But see, people don't see that. So, yeah, I had to go through that little process, you guys. And, you know, it's all good. So, hey, I'm back on the grind. Uh, I am still trying to decide. You know, I'm like, 
um, I don't know, this, I know God gave me the heart to do the TV show, right? I guess because I feel it's not the way I thought it was supposed to be. Maybe probably that's why I'm, like, dragging my feet on it. I'm getting my stuff together. But it looks like every time I try to work on it, like, I'm trying to put the intro together. And and it's there. Everything is there. But it's like I have no type of... I'm excited but not excited. I don't have no type of get up. It's like, uh, if it get done, it done. I'm like, you know, I might post postpone it again. And maybe, you know, I got that little dragon. But, you know, I also understand my language. When that happens, it's for me to do it. I have to start it. And to me, in my own flesh, I'm like, this is something else I got to commit to. And you know what? I really don't want to commit to it. But I'm already doing it, right? With with the radio, with the podcast, right? I'm Only thing is, I'm just bringing it live. You know, no, I'm not in a major studio, but God gave me a system where I can create my own studio, right? I guess because I'm looking at it to the point of view that I don't have any help. And I think that's what I'm fighting with. It's like, I didn't help everybody, Lord, you know, to do this and do this, and I can't get nobody to help me. You know, I can't get nobody to do this. I can't get nobody to do this. And it's not that I'm trying to get anybody to do anything. It's like, I don't have that person like, okay, what are we doing today? A, B, C, D. Okay, let's do this. Let's do that. You know, and I do have, now my pastor is going to have, matter of fact, I'm going to talk to him today at church. And I'm going to bring my stuff and maybe, I don't know what they have planned. But maybe we could do something today. I'm going to talk to him about it. Because, um, I've been having this pain too, the blood of Jesus. But anyway, so I think that's what I've been battling with, y'all. With, you know, I I canceled the one that was supposed to be yesterday and I pushed it back to October 6th. That's next week already. You see what I'm saying? And so, um, I also have a feed I'm going to add on. Remember I did America is Fickle? It's time for America to check his heart. Well, I have so much, some more feed um, to add to the segment because here we go again. And this is why the protest, and I believe it's going to change you guys. Um, more things are being exposed, even though more people still getting killed, especially people of color and our black men and women still getting killed for some apparent reason. They try to cover it up, but they can't, can't justify it anymore. And I believe this is what it's going to take to change the equality for our people. Um, I was walking, I was walking um, from the park the other day, and they had some individuals um, some white Caucasian Asians, you know, good morning, how you doing? I said, oh, hi, good morning. And then they have some, like the older ones, they'll look at me with this little look on their face, like a little hate in their face, and I look at their shoes, regular tennis shoes. Most of the time when you go walk in the park, especially around Rice University, around Harmon Park, those individuals, you will always see somebody with Nikes on. 
I'm telling you, I literally sit there on a bench and started counting how many people of other nationalities had Nike on. You'd be amazed. I did like a 25-person passing. Out of 25, um, they had two, I seen two white Caucasians had Nike, Nike's on. They had um, an Asian couple, they had a pair of Nike's on. And then, of course, African-Americans, they had their Nike's on. So what did I tell you? And that's like every group of 25. So I stayed there and did up to 100. And I say, whoa, this is crazy. This is crazy. So, yes, yeah, so I'm going to um, replay a clip from um, The View with um, them talking about the incident with the with the young man, the cop shot, talking about she went in the wrong apartment. Well, you know, as y'all know, they have followed her, I think, for manslaughter. And then I'm going to add another clip, another episode right behind that one on why, because they still, they got these clueless individuals, well, I don't know why they want to do that, why they want to take the knee, why they want to disrespect the flag, and they don't even understand why, so I'm going to plug that in the next episode, okay, so this is Dr. D, hey, here I go, sharing what the boom factor is all about, I want y'all to be encouraged and continue to encourage me by y'all awesome episodes on your show, because it really have helped, excuse me, it really have helped me and sustained me. So while I'm going through this like ienis, this mortifice, uh, um, changing from this caterpillar into this beautiful butterfly of life in Christ, you know, I'm not, uh, this is not my first rodeo, but I'm experiencing a more higher level, more spiritual attacks because of. Um, the, the 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 weight of glory that God has put on me, and I have accepted it, and because I've accepted it, and I'm more on the forefront now, I I expected, but now I'm expecting it to another degree. Like whoa, I didn't know it's gonna like hit like this here. So I understand even with pastors how they're being attacked because they're on the forefront, and then we have to flip it and understand. The, the individuals that come to support the vision of the pastors. It's two, it's two things, and I'm going to deal with that in my messages. In my opinion, if we can balance this out to start caring about people, really care about people. Don't care about me to count my head, to count where I work, so you can count how much I make, so you can count how much ties I should be paying. Whoa, I'm going to touch on that. Because that's where we're missing it. And instead of just caring about folks, bringing the love of God to the ears of the hearer, demonstrate to people how to worship God, how to fall in love with God, and not abuse them when you see them fall in love with God, and don't manipulate them with emotional teachings to draw money out their pocket. Let people give out of their heart of love and then appreciate them. And let them know you appreciate them. 
Don't make it sound like, you know, because if you don't like what I'm saying, you can go. Well, why being so harsh? Why would you say that after the offering? You see, you see what I'm talking about, y'all? Some pastors, leaders, they get cocky. You took up the offering. Now, now you feel you can say what you want to me. That's spiritual abuse. Yes, it is. That's spiritual abuse. And God is not pleased with that. He is not pleased with that at all. Okay, so I'll see you guys on the next episode. We're going to talk about this. Um, really, this, this young man was assassinated in his own house. And to try to cover up or justify what the police did, now they want to assassinate his character. And that's what the, the enemy does with each other when we can't control each other or do something that we desire them to do and we choose not to do it, hey, it's my right, it's my boundary, especially as a woman. If I don't feel comfortable doing a certain thing, don't assassinate my character because you couldn't get your way with me. And that's what the body of Christ does in different areas. And I'm going to print that out going into probably the next series um, of the soldiery. We're going to close out the soldiery series on tomorrow night, Monday night throwdown. We're going into some details on that. And then we're going to enter into something um, what God want me to touch on to bring the body of Christ back together as one, not just having people as members. Oh, that's my member. That's my, that sounds like a club. God want us to dismantle all of that. He's going to dismantle it because we, when, when that happens, we treat each other like objects and not humans or not brothers and sisters in Christ in the spirit. All right? So, yep, yeah, I'm over the 15 minutes. Let me go. See you on the next episode. God bless. Hi, this is Dr. D once again, and I want to take this time out to share another part. I have a segment, um, America Stop Being Fickle. And so I'm going to add this segment to this one, but I'm also going to add it to that feed. So in this um, pertaining to On The View and how they discussed uh, another young black men have been killed by a police officer and still trying to explain September 17th why the protest is going on they still have people in this America society do not want to realize what's happening and so I'm gonna post this and so you guys enjoy okay it's insane case also in Texas of uh, bottom Jean. Uh, and it keeps getting more crazy. He's the black man killed by a uh, uh, Dallas cop. She says she accidentally entered his apartment thinking it was hers and thought he was an intruder. But there are some big old holes in this big. thing. Yeah. Yeah. You There's know? so much more that we don't know. And the apartment itself, even going to the door, he had a red mat in front of it. Hers mm-hmm. did not. Well, she said she had a bunch of packages and couldn't see it. Couldn't see. But so, has but the well, she saw she well enough to shoot him. To twice. shoot him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, once she yeah. And the neighbors are saying, um, 
She says the door was ajar, yet the neighbors are saying they heard someone banging on the door saying, let me in, but let me in. Let me ask you this. If the door was ajar, you as a police officer don't know if there's 50 people in there or two. Why didn't you call for backup before you pulled your weapon? Exactly. Sounds like But there were disputes on whether it was ajar or not. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of stuff. And then they tried to assassinate his character by saying, you know, they found marijuana in there. Yeah. So you telling me that somebody in their own house mm-hmm. can't smoke a joint, can't smoke a joint <laughs> without fear of getting shot, of smoking while black. Yeah, I know. Or in just being in your own apartment you, while black. Well, so now you understand why people are taking a knee. Yeah. That's how easy. That's what we're talking That's about. Right. That's, That's what those guys about. are talking about. If you understand how random all this is, you know, when a, somebody says he didn't heed what I was saying to him, well, if we take your word, you're a silhouette to him in his apartment. In his apartment. If he had shot you, he'd be hanging from somewhere by now. What is going yeah. on? She was the intruder. She was the intruder. She was the intruder. A lot of people that watch players, a lot of people that employ players, they don't understand the duality that most people of color live in this nation of the duality of what you do versus who you are and what it means to be black in America. The efforts to restrict voter registration, comments that demean cultures, ethnic groups, races, women, because we know how everything happens. We know where the power in the country is. We know the racism that exists. Being able to unite players a common cause and social injustice and being able to stand firm in what we believe. Five grown men surrounded this guy for parking his car across two spots at two o'clock in the morning in front of a Walgreens and were immediately escalated to the point of tasing him. That's the point of the protest. There's a certain way that this society interrelates with one another that does not speak to the humanity of black people in this country. When you look at uh, people who are um, in in prisons today, uh, close to 60% of of the prison population are people of color. And these are the things that the players have protested. NFL players who have made it clear they're protesting racial inequality and police brutality. People have to not be just shot or be respected no matter what the color of skin is. That's, that's, That's stuff one, it's the stuff you learn in kindergarten. The reason why players are taking action Racism, hate, police brutality, all that is real. It really happens. Shoot, it happened to me. It's not fair play if you're a young black man and you're getting blown away in the street. You know, the police aren't, these, these, these racist police aren't out there doing 40501Cs. They're blowing people away and nobody's got convicted. That's what this is about. It's never been about the national anthem. It's never been about the military. Uh, we have, we're all patriotic in the locker room. We love our troops. Uh, this is about something bigger than that. Right. It's about you know racial inequality. It's not about the flag. It's not about disrespecting soldiers. In America, we face many problems, and you know one of those many problems are inequality, and that is one of the few reasons why we did. Yeah. While some Americans look at the flag and, and know that it protects all of them, some Americans don't feel that way, and that's something that that we need to address. We know that there's things going on in our community that need to change. Obviously, what happened in Tulsa just recently, um, other things that are going on across the country 
we know that, that it's time for change. We're kneeling down to stand up for black oppression and police brutality. And with us locking arms, it showed that we're doing it as a team and we're united in what we're doing. We shouldn't be killed because of our skin color. We are trying to survive. The issue was how black Americans are treated by the criminal justice system and the police department. It's not about the anthem. If anyone actually believes this is about the flag, then you must believe Rosa Parks' protest was about a bus. They and all of us should protest how black Americans are treated in this country. And if you don't think white privilege is a fact, you don't understand America. You know, the reason these guys are kneeling, the reason we're locking arms is to bring people together to make people aware that this is not right. You know, it's not right for people to get killed in the street. When you tell a kid, you know, when you're dealing with police, just put your hands up and comply with everything, and there's still a chance of them getting, getting shot. And no repercussions for anyone. Many will continue to willingly miss the point, more offended by protesting policies and practices that run counter to the principles the anthem and flag purport to represent. What he hoped would be an acknowledgement of racial inequality and injustice has turned into a heated argument about when, where, and how it is okay to stage a constitutionally sanctioned protest. This does begin with Colin Kaepernick, and it was his protest against police brutality against African Americans in the U.S. I'll continue to sit. I'm going to continue to stand with the people that are being oppressed. When there's significant change, and I feel like that flag represents what it's supposed to represent, and this country is representing people the way that it's supposed to, I'll stand. If you're really not racist, then you won't see what, he done, what he's doing as a threat to America but just addressing the problem that we have. Our team has had a great platform to kind of stand for, for equality and inclusion and just fair treatment of, of, in our country. So I joined Colin in protesting the issues in this country, which include uh, police brutality, systemic oppression of black and brown yes, people. Eric After Green. having conversations about the recent incidents that have gone on, we came together and we were united in making that stand. As a team, we're all committed to, you know, loving people and doing things, whatever it takes to make our world a little bit better. We recognize that it's not just business as usual, and we are going to work really hard to bring everybody together to make the world a better place, starting with our own community. I'm going to kneel with y'all because I love y'all, and if I lost any of y'all, I would be... If anybody really has an issue with somebody being an ally or somebody fighting for equality in a week like this uh, against white supremacy, um, I think I think that that's sad. I would like to challenge every American that's watching this show to treat people better. That's really what it's about. It's about treating people like human beings. There are serious issues of inequality and injustice in this country. People of conscience are compelled to oppose racism, sexism, and intolerance of people of different sexual identities and orientation wherever and whenever they see it. I agree with Colin Kaepernick. The African Americans needed to be treated like their lives were valued. I've always been a person who uh, fought for uh, social justice and social causes, and, you know, any kind of ruling is not going to stop me fighting for people who are, who are disadvantaged in our country. My kneeling is what is getting the attention because I'm kneeling for the people that don't have a voice. It's the most American thing that you could do is fight for equality for everybody. In market, the national anthem, like this is supposed to be everybody's coming together and everybody is supposed to feel pride in this country at this moment in time. And, and everybody doesn't feel that way.
So what y'all think? How do you feel? Now, it hurts so bad. To see our country the way it is. To see people that shared the same color blood treat another human being like they nothing. Now, I'm going to take it to the next level. It hurts so bad that the people within a certain religious organization say they're of God and they treat each other bad. You see what I'm saying? Now, I'm um, the word of God tells us that we should trust the things that's unseen more than what is seen because what is seen is temporal. So let's reverse that. If I'm seeing all this happening in the scene, bigotry, racism, and really, to be honest with you, white, the Europeans, white people, Created the word racism. Okay, so when somebody said, Oh, you're a racist, how am I racist? I don't know what that is. I didn't create that word. I love everybody, so what are you talking about? So I ship people up quickly when they, they throw that at you. I, you know, my my people don't even know the word the the other nationalities didn't even understood didn't even understand uh, how deep it is until they come over to our country. They thought it was just a folklore. Yeah. Because I have customers of all nationalities. And it's just not so much that I could provide them an honest service, but they respect you. He said, oh, I respect you, especially your people are so strong. You good people. Just what I'm told. Not just on my part, but just us as a race, as a community of people. But the same people... They have a problem with the black race. Oh, you'll dance to our beats. You'll eat our food. you enjoy the inventions that most of our, I can say from what I'm learning in history now, almost 95% of the black community evaded half the stuff that's happening. Even with technology. 
Oh, yeah, I'm going to start bringing all of that out. I'm learning so much because I'm taking my time out to learn my history. It didn't it didn't matter to me before, but now all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, because now my children learning because they ask me questions. Now I have grandchildren and I want them to know who they are. I want them to grow up with a solid mind, a fortified mind so it won't get poisoned. And I want to teach them about the love of God and who they are. And they are kings and queens of a nation. Each and every one of us that's listening to this feed, you have a nation to rule. God has put that in you. And your nation to rule may be the industry you're working in. But who's teaching you that? Who's making you like, hmm, okay, we got some, we got some, 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 some meat to that. And we take more time out to teach. This is a serious question I have for these players. Okay, I'm going to play that next because this, this little, this little clueless little white girl, she just so clueless, but like they say, she ain't setting up no fun trying to help nobody. Everybody that's jacking their mouth. They ain't out there trying to support their community, trying to help the homeless, trying to help the veterans, trying to help the children. You see what I'm saying? So I'm going to put that on the next feed. But I'm just sharing my whole reflection on that. It is almost 15 minutes, and I'm going to have to end it. <laughs> I'm trading myself, y'all. So check out the next episode. It's Dr. D with the Boom Factor. And that's part of... Uh, once again, reiterating, I'm going to keep reiterating, I'm going to keep playing, and I'm going to keep plugging it in so we can understand why the protest. Because they have individuals out there that don't understand the inequality of blacks. All right? People of color, but especially black folks. All right? They're respecting Hispanic. Yeah, the Hispanics and Latinos. You know, they they have their community and they know how to lock themselves. But it's something they try they striving to try to keep the black community divided. They 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 killing off, and that's what this 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 thing here, you know. But overall, if we can get the mindsets of the body of Christ to together, because they got pastors, they had a pastor burn a Nike in a in the middle of the service. Why would you do that? And you say you represent God? So I'm dealing with the church side of it. This was happening out in the secular world, but I'm going to deal with the church side of it because until the church comes together, the world ain't going to come together. The world has already been deceived. The world already told us the world has been deceived already. We got to deal with the body of Christ that say they have church open in the name of the Lord. No, they're not, because you're burning Nikes in the church service. You are sowing discord among the brethren. And the devil is looking at it and saying, yep, we got everybody now. We got them turning against themselves. All right. Later, I'll check you guys out on the next episode. Okay, the phone just cut off. I had to redo this again. So this is the next part 
this is the other part that I wanted to share with you guys. The ones that are complaining about. Now, this is the conservatives. These are the ones that's complaining about why the knee is still going on. Um, I've been adding different segments. So you guys can still, I'm going to keep reiterating because I am a strong believer in that. That all, I mean, we give rights to everything else, but for our black community, for people of color, man, it's, 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 it's really, really, it's really getting terrifying, you know, to the point where I got to, we got to take time out to sit down and talk to my grandson. 50 years later, after the civil rights movement, and this has this is where we are. We have gained, but yet it has systematically come in and infiltrated in a whole nother way to try to stop and maintain division among the black race. Okay. Players that are in fact kneeling. What exactly are you kneeling for, and why have you chosen the flag? They you see, to do it. I was reading something today where it That's said so it's foolish. Clear why various players have been kneeling? Why, why can't they just stand? Why can't they just honor our country? Uh, why, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Wow. This country stands for freedom, liberty, justice for all. And it's not happening for all right now. Bail reform, privatized prisons, juvenile lifers, police accountability. Those are things that guys were protesting. It is about equality and people having the option and the freedom to speak upon things that they feel that's not unjust. We're fighting to pass clean slate legislation in the state of Pennsylvania that would automatically seal nonviolent misdemeanor records after 10 years. We're looking for a police accountability so we can rebuild trust and work together to make our community safer. The players have been uniform that they are using the anthem as a vehicle to protest inequality, police brutality, and racial injustice. They are very powerful people who are black in the world of sports that are outspoken about issues of inequality, about racism, about police brutality, about systemic injustices in general. We got a huge platform of people watching this on TV. And we want to spread a great message, a message of equality, a message of, uh, we want to do this thing together, man. We're all together, we're all Americans. And, you know, it's time for, for the racism and bigotry and and for those things to go away. A lead that's 70% African-American that understands and lived a lot of these problems that guys are protesting about. A lot of people that watch players, a lot of people that employ players, they don't understand the duality that most people of color live in this nation of the duality of what you do versus who you are and what it means to be black in America. The efforts to restrict voter registration, comments that demean cultures, ethnic groups, races, women, because we know how everything happens. We know where the power in the country is. We know the racism that exists. Being able to unite players for a common cause and social injustice and being able to stand firm in what we believe. Five grown men surrounded this guy for parking his car across two spots at two o'clock in the morning in front of a Walgreens and were immediately escalated to the point of tasing him. That's the point of the protest. There's a certain way that this society interrelates with one another that does not speak to the humanity.
identity of black people in this country. When you look at uh, people who are um, in, in prisons today, uh, close to 60% of the prison population are people of color. And these are the things that the players have protested. NFL players who have made it clear they're protesting racial inequality and police brutality. People are asking now to get shot or be respected no matter what the color of the skin is. That's, that's, that's stuff one. It's the stuff you learn in kindergarten. The reason why players are taking action, racism, hate, police brutality, all that is real. It really happens. Shoot, it happened to me. It's not fair play if you're a young black man and you're getting blown away in the street. You know, the police aren't, these, these, these racist police aren't out there doing 40501C. They're blowing people away and nobody's got convicted. That's what this is about. It's never been about the national anthem. It's never been about the military. Uh, we have... Yes, Aaron Rodgers, y'all talking. We love our troops. NFL. This is about something bigger than that. Right. It's about you know racial inequality. It's not about the flag. It's not about disrespecting soldiers. In America, we face many problems, and you know one of those many problems are inequality, and that is one of the few reasons why we did need. While some Americans look at the flag and, and know that it protects all of them, some Americans don't feel that way, and that's something that that we need to address. We know that there's things going on in our community that need to change. Obviously, what happened in Tulsa just recently, um, other things that are going on across the country. We know that, that it's time for change. We're kneeling down to stand up for black oppression and police brutality. And with us locking arms, it showed that we're doing it as a team and we're united in what we're doing. We shouldn't be killed because of our skin color. We are trying to survive. The issue was how black Americans are treated by the criminal justice system and the police department. It's not about the anthem. If anyone actually believes this is about the flag, then you must believe Rosa Parks' protest was about a bus. They and all of us should protest how black Americans are treated in this country. And if you don't think white privilege is a fact, huh. you don't understand America. Huh. The reason these guys are kneeling, the reason we're locking arms is to bring people together to make people aware that this is not right. You know, it's not right for people to get killed in the street. When you tell a kid, you know, when you're dealing with police, just put your hands up and comply with everything and there's still a chance of them getting, getting shot. And no repercussions for anyone. Many will continue to willingly miss the point, more offended by protesting policies and practices that run counter to the principles the anthem and flag purport to represent. What he hoped would be an acknowledgement of racial inequality and injustice has turned into a heated argument about when, where, and how it is okay to stage a constitutionally sanctioned protest. This does begin with Colin Kaepernick, and it was his protest against police brutality against African Americans in the U.S. I'll continue to sit. I'm going to continue to stand with the people that are being oppressed. When there's significant change, and I feel like that flag represents what it's supposed to represent, and this country is representing people the way that it's supposed to, I'll stand. If you're really not racist, then you won't see what he done, what he's doing as a threat to America, but just addressing the problem that we have. Our team has had a great platform to kind of stand for, for equality and inclusion and just fair treatment in our country. So I joined Colin in protesting the issues in this country, which include uh, police brutality, systemic oppression of black and brown people. After having conversations about the recent incidents that have gone on, we came together and we were united in making that stand. As a team, we're all committed to, uh, you know, loving people and doing things, whatever it takes to make our world a little bit better. We recognize that it's not just business as usual, and we are going to work really hard to bring everybody together to make 
the world a better place, starting with our own community. I'm going to kneel with y'all because I love y'all. And if I lost any of y'all, I would be devastated. If anybody really has an issue with somebody being an ally of somebody fighting for equality in a week like this uh, against white supremacy, um, I think, I think that, that's sad. I would like to challenge every American that's watching this show to treat people better. That's really what it's about. It's about treating people like human beings. There are serious issues of inequality and injustice in this country. People of conscience are compelled to oppose racism, sexism, and intolerance of people of different sexual identities and orientation wherever and whenever they see it. I agree with Colin Kaepernick that African Americans needed to be treated like their lives were valued. I've always been a person who uh, fought for uh, social justice and social causes and any kind of rule is not going to stop me fighting for people who are, are disadvantaged in our country. My kneeling is what is getting the attention because I'm kneeling for the people that don't have a voice. It's the most American thing that you could do is fight for equality for everybody. You mark it, the national anthem, like this is supposed to be everybody's coming together and everybody is supposed to feel pride in this country at this moment in time. And, and everybody doesn't feel that way. Still, everybody don't feel that way. Wow. We in 2000, ending 2018 from the Jordanian calendar. We're already in a new year. God's calendar, the Hebrew calendar, 5779. 2019, we already entered in. That's why a lot of things seem like they're speeding up because really we're in the new year. All right. I am in the new year already. This is the new year on God's calendar. But we wrapping up the old year from the Western calendar. And it's the last quarter of the year from the world's stand. And this is what we're dealing with. You, you you get it in the store. You get it taking care of business. You know, just people just have this little stinky attitude. They got that that body language, you know. And, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna say good morning, hi. But you know, like one of the bus drivers say good morning. Oh, what happened? You just gonna pass me up? Oh, I'm I'm running late. I'm running late. What what I got to do with you running late for you to stop at the bus stop when you see a patron got to get on the bus? That's not my fault you running late. But they have this attitude. It's like the mentality of people. It's like, whoa. And this is another part. And then I'm going I'm 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 to be through. Our president... If he could just slow himself down and get his nose out of his own butt and just understand this is not about you, because that's what this is all about. It's all about him. He got the power, and he wanted to show, hey, I'm going to do this and do that. And his main goal was to get in there and just uproot everything. And God put him there. Why? To show America where you at. America. This is where your mindset is at. And I'm going to put someone 
in the White House so you can see yourself. That's all this is. Now, with that said, all right, God say pray for your leader. I, to be honest with you, I have no hate towards the man. <laughs> Not like I heard the hate they had uh, towards President Obama. Oh, my gosh. Man, that racism, man, was high. But they couldn't stop it, right? But with all that said, to be honest with you, and I can honestly say, I have no hate towards that man. When people talk about Trump, I say, what about him? He doing what he say he's going to do. My job is to pray for him and to keep him, protect him. And I got to obey what the word says. He say, pray for those that are, that are in authority. Pray for your leaders. So that's what I do. But this is one thing that I am praying. I'm like, man, take this opportunity. You setting up a legacy for your name to be, man, I I, I don't think I would sabotage my own name. But he really feels, see, that's a narcissist. He really feels he's doing a a great, a great thing. Like, he's going to make a, he, I'm the one that's going to make America great again. Okay, so really you saying you the one that's going to bring back all this white supremacy. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it only, instead of you cursing out the players and trying to fire them and put a fine on them, you threaten the NFL, you got the NFL threatened to not end up putting the policies that they have to stand or don't come out. They have to give them a choice, but really, y'all got to go to that degree to put it in your in your policies? Now, now, you gonna change. now since they can change policies... Everybody else should be able to change policies then, right? Come on, y'all. And they're a non-profit. Now, the players, I don't know who their attorney is, but they can challenge them and sue them because you already have, you a non-profit. Non-profit organizations not supposed to discriminate. Race, creed, you're supposed to acknowledge everyone with their First Amendment rights. Now, I'm not no attorney or whatever, but I'm really thinking about going back and go and learn law because a lot of people thought I was going to be an attorney because I could debate now. I'll go and dig in some stuff and bring up some inf- information. Like, wow, how you got that information? And I'm really pondering on that. I'm, I'm like, but God really going to have to give me a scholarship because I'm not paying for school. I'm not paying for no more schooling. It's No, <laughs> it's too much out here. But it only takes him to announce, look, we in America. America, let's get our act together. I'm the president, and I say everybody should have their freedom to protest, to say what they feel, because of the First Amendment. And yes, if the players want to kneel, let them kneel, because this is what they believe, and I'm going to help them. Stop. No, he didn't do that. Matter of fact, he commend the police officers. He literally tell them, shoot first, then ask questions. I'm going to get those clips next so you can hear our very own president assassin a group of people just by the words that he's saying. And now people are walking around with this little snitched up their nose when a black person passed by, when you go to the bank, when you just different little, little statements people say. 
I hear it. I see it. Hmm, really? So it makes us have to do a thing like this lady one time can't just walk right in front, you know, and went, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I don't know who you are. I'm, I'm getting in this line. I say, excuse me, ma'am, you don't see me standing right here? The line is back there. Oh, I didn't see anything in hand. Ma'am, my stuff is on the the dock. What you mean? You don't, you don't have to see nothing in my hand. I'm in line. So that means you're supposed to stand behind me. And she kept her stuff done. And I looked at the cashier like, um, she said, I said, that's my stuff. She said, oh, no, you got to take me first. She said, ma'am, that young lady was in line before you. I will take you after her. Where is your manager? No, this happened. She said, ma'am, you can't call a manager. That lady been in the line before. And I walked right in front of her and looked at her. I said, sweetheart, please keep your stuff back and let me check out. Because I see right now you have not, you don't understand how to stand in line. I said, oh, wait, you don't know, you don't, you don't want to stand in line behind a black person. <laughs> Y'all, I'm telling you, this is serious. But thank God that the awareness is coming forward. Fear is not of God. We're going to handle this in inequality gracefully and like Martin Luther King. We don't have to have violence with it, but we do have to stand because even the word of God tells us that the kingdom of God suffer violence. But the violence have to take it back by force. And that's what's happening. Inequality, enough is enough. And so this is the only way that the awareness can come forth. We have to take it by force. So that means we use our platforms to make that stand. And that's all I'm saying. This is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. See you on the next episode. Well, y'all, after all that has been said, this is the final conclusion why the enemy is touching people to hate on people of color, especially black folks. Um, Because at the end of the day, we still love people. We still love all race. We still try to be kind. We still uh, striving to live... Excuse me. Live the golden rule. And um, this sums it up by T.J. Jakes. Listen carefully. Jealousy. Jealousy is a dangerous thing. It's a scary thing what people will do when you didn't do nothing to him. It ain't like they was fighting in the field and the fight got out of control. Abel hadn't done nothing to Cain. Cain just killed him because God blessed him. Some people just hate you because you bless. It's not what you did. It's not what you said. They just hate you because you're blessed. I'm not going to stop walking in my blessings so you like me. I'm not going to give up my blessings so I can fit in with you. If you can't handle it, take your best shot. Because I'm blessed. Shout it out, I'm blessed.
I really believe that now because when you look at the whole perspective of um, the whole irony of this whole inequality, you know, um, like I'm going to use the LBG community. They literally changed the laws for something that we know is an abomination to God. But all the way to the Supreme Court, they changed the laws to make sure that that lifestyle is covered. Wow. But with black individuals, they're fighting to keep the law. Matter of fact, like even the politicians, <clears throat> uh, I should have played that little clip. That little clip when they were saying, um, he was saying, we need, there's no Democrat, no Democratic to even fill the spot in the ones that are trying to fill it. We need to make sure that we win and lock them in a zoo to show them that they are monkeys and what they'll look like. Well, you know they're talking about black folks because they call black folks monkeys. That's sad. You got politicians calling black people in, inward. You got politicians in a public place. You got other nationalities. I was just reading um, another, let me see if I can find it. This this uh, Asian uh, was saying, uh, yeah, Chinese man. Look, listen. So why are you coming to do business in Kenya if we are poor, we are black for money? Say a Chinese man in Kenya calls black people monkey and gets arrested. This this man is working, right? See, he called the Kenyan folks monkey people. He don't like them. Okay, so if somebody tell you, well, you you look like a skeleton. I don't like you. And after you get off, I'll fire you. That's discrimination. They got laws. They got amendments to protect individuals for things like that. There is a law in place. Think about it, you guys. We don't know our we don't know the laws. We don't we don't know the laws and we're not taking time out to teach about the laws. That's what's that's the problem. That's the real problem that's going on. You see, and I believe if we start exposing the law more, and that's what's happening. But the real source of all of this hatred, all of this white supremacist, all of this overall, and I'm going to end this segment with all of this, is because God have blessed the black race, the, 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 the black nation. And because of that, the spirit of discord from the enemy have to stay strong in the black community to keep us divided, keep us hating on one another, keep killing killing each other. I mean, I mean, they are doing a good job with it, but they have some that's rising up, and I'm part of the arising. 
the Lord gave me that scripture almost 20 years ago. Arise, it's time, arise and shine for the glory of the Lord is upon you. And I believe this is the season, this is the time <clears throat> that, like, the senator, <clears throat> they have a senator, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, they have a senator in South Carolina running for the, the, the Senate, right? But he's already in the House of Representatives, but he's running for gov- governor and um, another one. And he was saying it's really dreadful to know 50 years later his dad is 70-something and he's 30-something and they're still going through the same at a whole nother level though but the 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 propaganda that is happening in the world with the inequality of the race against the black people so I look at all of it. When I sum it all up, it's a spiritual thing. And because of the black race and how we still love, we still compassion, God just put that in our hearts. You're still going to come across people that's going to care about you and show compassion and going to take care of you, you know, even as your neighbor. It's just God just put that in our hearts. And because of what T.J. Jakes just said, they hate you. The jealousy comes because they hate you. Why? Because you are blessed. All nationalities are blessed. All nationalities have been treated wrongfully, have been, have received their retribution. The Jews have received their retribution. The Indians receive their retribution with their land. They have their whole nother coast system. If they have any type of Indian blood in them, they have the Indian rights. They do not have to sit in court. If you go into the court system now and listen to what they're saying, the first thing they ask of you are any Indian or tribal descent. If you say yes, they're going to tell you, please leave the court case dismissed. They won't even touch you. Why? Because they have been retributed way back when they sold. Black folks was friends with the Indians. Matter of fact, I'm part Cherokee. You know, our family line was mixed with Indian blood. And I need to go find my my rights. Because <laughs> I know I have some inheritance somewhere. I feel it. I have some land somewhere. I have an inheritance somewhere that's hidden, and I'm going to find it, and I know it's there. That's why the enemy fight me so bad, you know, with my land. And I had three homes I had to walk away from. That's land. Finances that came my way that was denied. You see. So, yeah, I have a avalanche of reservoir coming my way. And I believe that this is the season that I'm going to get it. So, with that said, I'm going to end this portion of America. It's time to settle down and stop being fickle. It's time for us to get our mind right towards each other. And I'm going to come back probably later on today, depending on how I feel, and rebuttal about how the church is with this racism and this division. It's just 
hurtful. It's hurtful because they have a lot of people that want to go to church and they just don't want to go and hear the sermons. They don't want to hear that type of preaching. And they they need something to sustain their life. And I know the enemy fighting me because on a Monday night throwdown, God have me pinpointing things to help people in their soulish realm to redeem them from the pit of hell. Like we read in Revelation 21, that God said they will have a new heaven. They will have a new earth. And these are the people that will not come in. He have a list. And I refuse to be part of those murderers, those liars, those backbiters, homemongers. No. If we get caught up into any one of those, repent quickly and do a three uh turn do a whole 360. Get away from it. And then stand. I'm gonna get on this. I'm gonna do this subject. And stand, like the other guy was saying about the policemen. I don't think I put that that one on here. He was saying about the policemen. Out of all them policemen in Dallas, not one stood and said the truth or what really happened. But they have their cold. They have their blue cold, and they're going to stick together. And like he said, you're worse than the one who pulled the trigger. That's a home invasion. And she took that young man's life. I'm just saying. It's Dr. D. Later. Is the greatest country in the world. Diversity and opportunity. Uh, freedom and freedom. Okay, so before I continue this, this is a, a scene uh, from a television interview. It's, it's titled, The Most Honest Three Minutes in Television History. And uh, I'm trying to see. I forgot his name. He's an actor. Let me see. Why? Because we took prayer out of school. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to get the name of the actor. He played in... Uh, let's see. This is something pertaining to the voting, you guys. They do have two foul languages in it. The F word and um, another word. So I want y'all to be aware of that. Okay. I'm just letting the whole audio play so you can capture the essence of the entire question. Um, They were sitting on a panel, and the question between the Republicans and the Democrats, and the question was asked, what makes America a great country? And so that's what this is talking about. So I just want to interject that so you all can hear it. And I believe this is going to be, I'm going to add this to the feed. And I think that's going to be enough for that. Okay. So let me go back to it. Let me go back to it so I won't lose it. I thought that was very interesting. I was like, whoa. So let's keep it that way. Well. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? 
diversity and opportunity. The uh, freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Well, why is not the greatest rich? country in the world, Professor? That's my answer. You're saying yes. Let's talk about mine. The Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of her paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it anytime he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs votes. It costs airtime. Column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey, and with a straight face, you're gonna tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there's absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, periods. When you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed. We cared about our neighbors. We put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars. Acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't... We didn't scare so easy. things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. serious huh <laughs> um, that's serious when you really think about it and I think that was done like maybe that was done like two years ago maybe three years ago so just going through the research and it's probably then doubled you know a lot of things have doubled in our lifetime 
so so you won't be so pressured so you won't be so overwhelmed okay you you do your part with your part You do your part as a decent human being. Um, don't be so naive when it comes down to different situations. You have to judge things carefully and wisely. And um, it'll help you make the right decisions quickly, right? Um, I will upload two messages that I received earlier this morning. I've been up since like three something, or maybe two something in the morning. And um, the Lord woke me up with this prayer, and He also given me some things to do. Um, that I believe now to add on for the TV show. I was fighting against it, like I didn't want to do it. But then when I listened to more and more of the different little segments on the social media feed have a lot of things right here in my community that needs to be addressed. And eventually, somebody's going to hear it. I'm, I'm reaching out to a lot of individuals. Um, some want you to pay them to come on your show. Um, I, what about just showing you'll see the love to support. See what I'm saying? And I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. I invited a lot of key people, even to the radio station, and I know they can't wait when they come to Houston. You know, and um, I've been in communication back and forth with them, and I'm telling them, look, I'm with this, uh, this station now, so would you mind coming to this station. I'm sure they will. Um, it's not going to, like T. J. Jake say, it's not going to stop me. I just have to transition to another position. Thank you, Lord. He transitioned us to another position. I like that. See how good God is? Yeah, so I'm not going to allow the enemy to pull on me with something in the past. That's yesterday. It's gone. The past is gone. I throw that in the sea of forgiveness. I'm forget about that. Even though the reminders keep popping up because I did invest it almost nine years. Went hard in the paint for the last four years. So everything came out my mouth was this organization. Oh my gosh. And I had to repent. I'm like, oh, did I make that an idol and didn't even know it? 
because I promoted I promoted that vision more than I promoted myself. Wow. You know, and in return, it wasn't even celebrated. It's like I was hijacked. I felt like I was hijacked. (laughs) But that's all right. It helped me get confidence to do what I need to do. And do I may feel like I'm by myself? I'm not. Praise the Lord. So that's all I got to say on that part, you guys. That was interesting to sum it all up about America since everybody want to make America great. Well, this is what America looking like. You know. So, all right. I'm out of this. I'm out. Love you guys. This is Dr. D. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>